0: this is the playbook this is dave Meltzer with entrepreneurs the playbook and man am i excited because there's nothing i like talking about better than baseball and ken kendrick he's the managing general partner of the arizona diamondbacks and we share a great passion about baseball cards as well welcome to the playbook ken Uh, great to be with you thank you for joining me and uh, you know you Launched this book that I saw, and I think it was about a year ago, uh, the Diamondbacks Collection, 50 of the Greatest Cards in Sports Collecting History. So I'm going to start with history. How long have you been involved in baseball cards?
1: Well, I started, uh, as many, many young boys do, as an eight-year-old, uh, uh, collecting um uh, uh, with my friends, uh, uh, lived in a small town in West Virginia, uh, where I grew up and, uh, lived through, uh, until, uh, went to college. But, uh, the story with us, my buddies and I going, uh, on it every Saturday morning at, at the time that this all began for me as an eight-year-old, uh, you could go and buy a package of five cards, uh, for a nickel and get a piece of bubble gum to boot. So, our moms uh, allowed us on a Saturday to get a quart, have a quarter, and uh, we could walk from where we lived in our little neighborhood down to the five and 10 cent store in, in the business area uh, nearby. We would all buy five packages of cards, uh, open them all, stuff our mouths with gum, walk home and trade the cards on the way. So it started when I was eight.
0: I love it, and so many other great entrepreneurs like yourself weren't as smart as you or your parents, because you actually seem to have saved some of those cards. And I have many family members who have given away millions of dollars of uh, an asset uh, called cards sitting in their garages or storage units. Have you been able to keep the cards from when you were eight or were you? Yeah, I, I actually later on? have a
1: great story on that that I that I love to tell is that all of us growing up uh, thought our mom was the best mom in the world. And that's the way I treated her. And that's what I said to her, uh, uh, said to my friends about her. And as an adult, I I was able to uh, officially proclaim her the best mom in the world because she kept my cards and all of my buddies from those days when we were eight year olds, uh, their moms had destroyed theirs. So I do have uh, all those cards from that uh, time when I was a little boy. And fortunately I had a younger brother And the way that card collecting works as a young boy, uh, you collect for a few years and then you uh, you find other things in life. And I had a younger brother, five years uh, my junior, and he collected for a period of years. So we had a, a collection, both mine and his, which as an adult, he granted me the possession of all of his cards and my cards. So I have about 10 years worth from when we were boys. And then, of course, I've kept collecting throughout my life.
0: So not only do you have uh, the best mom, but you have the best brother as well. So that's a well, I benefit. think
1: there's no doubt of that.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, And, you know, I ran one of the most notable sports sees in the world. In fact, the man who I took his job was involved with the Diamondbacks. Jeff Morad uh, was Lee Steinberg's partner. And I was blessed to take over for Jeff when He bought into the Diamondbacks and was president of the team. Um, But to that measure, I represented the Clemente family. And uh, through that process of representing the family and the Clemente award. uh, Oh, wonderful. They didn't even know what the value of the collectible assets that they had as you know, Jackie Robinson and Roberto Clemente hold two prestigious uh, places in the history, not only of sport, but especially of our country and representing the great change and advancement that we've been able to uh, grow and learn with here in the United States. But you have a collection that consists of 50 of the highest graded and most sought, sought after cards. What do you think some of the distinctions besides the PSA side, the, the grading of cards, which is constantly changing with digital technology and all types of other things, but beyond the quality of the cards, you know, what is it about certain cards that make them worth so much, the characteristics uh, of a Honus Wagner, a Jackie Robinson, a George Mikan, whoever it may be, what are those characteristics that make them so valuable?
1: Well, uh, of course, you, you already mentioned several names that uh, are iconic, um, uh, two baseballers, and then Mikan in basketball. And, and fortunately, I have the rookie cards of all three of the f- uh, people that you just mentioned. Uh, 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 when I get asked, which I do occasionally, what is my favorite card among all of those I have? uh, My very very favorite of all cards is the Jackie Robinson rookie card, uh, uh, which was in 1948. There was not a card for him when he became a major leaguer in 47, but his very first baseball card was in 1948. And then I'm fortunate to also have the rookie card of Mikan, and, and then I have the rookie card also of Clemente, all are fe- featured in the book you were refer- referring to. And of course I have great reference uh, in particular for what Jackie Robinson meant to the game. And he is somebody when I get the opportunity to uh, speak and occasionally attempt to provide some inspiration to an audience, uh, Jackie is one of those Uh, great men in life that I can quote uh, and do uh, as as an inspiration to me and to others.
0: And that comprehensive narrative that you give, uh, either in writing or in person, you know, really has the relativity that provides this different type of inspiration. Uh, What's one of the stories that you share about some of these greats that you feel resonates today with a completely different modeled child that is overloaded with the content and stimuli compared to when yeah. you were eight or even I was eight. Uh, they're just, you know, overwhelmed with information. Give me a, an example of a story that you love to tell that really immortalizes the emotional admiration that we should have for these greats. Well,
1: I, I, I guess I'll tell this story. It, it's it's a story about a player who was little known. Uh, and whose card is not among those that are the most prized and and not in my book. But it's the story that I think all of us as very young people uh, being fans of baseball uh, probably have, and that is uh, going to your first major league game and what it meant to you and what memory you had from that time. And I have the card, uh, only one of two cards that were ever uh, printed of the player that I'm about to talk about. But I was among that horde of young boys who would stand down uh, along the railing uh, when the players were coming off the field from practice and hoping to get an autograph, hoping to get a, 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 an extreme gift would be getting a baseball. And, and so my story of going to my first major league game was players were walking off the field. I was in Cincinnati which was the closest major league city Uh, Braves were the opponent Milwaukee Braves at the time and the players walking off the field were you know coming along where we were and sign an autograph sign an autograph give me a ball give me a ball and this one guy kind of looked over at me and he reached into his glove and he said here kid catch and he tossed me a ball and the player was little known as a player never became a a player that became a famous guy in in the world of baseball, and his name was Red Murph. Now, do you know who Red was?
0: I, I do, I do. But I'm a baseball historian, so well. Uh...
1: And of course, Red's great a, a great achievement was after playing, he became a scout. And his uh, famous player that he signed was one Nolan Ryan. And I remember that event in you know the mid '50s just like it was yesterday. And so, you know, I have Red's card, it's not in my treasured book, uh, but it's among my collection. And I have Nolan's, I have, uh, I of course have gotten to know Nolan because he was involved active duty uh, after playing uh, as a team, uh, involved in team ownership. I got to know him there. And, And so my story, I guess, of get a card related and baseball related both is the First baseball I ever got as a little boy tossed to me by a fringe player who became a famous legendary scout in the game.
0: I love that. And so many other people, I was thinking of Jim Layritz, who I had a radio show for years with, who told me a story about Johnny Bench. He was from Kentucky. So Cincinnati, again, was the closest team to him. And Johnny, uh, 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 Jim was actually an infielder and he had met Johnny Bench and Johnny Bench told him hey, son, if you really want to be a major league baseball player, the easiest and fastest way to the major leagues is to be a catcher. Uh, And Jim Laird switched positions because Johnny Bench told him to be a catcher. And his dad, you know, was furious saying, you're a shortstop, Jim. And as you know, he uh, ended up doing fairly well uh, in the league as well. Well, um,
1: not not only did he do fairly well, that's modest. My (laughs) great memory of Johnny Bench, my dad was a diehard Reds fan and after i'd become an adult and the big red machine was around i i was able to arrange to meet my dad who lived in west virginia still me uh, i lived in in the washington dc area and i arranged a weekend to meet my father in cincinnati to see the big red machine play featuring featuring johnny bench so it's a great memory with my father the last time we were ever together in a a major league game
0: which means everything and i uh, was born in akron ohio and Mom was from Dayton, so all the Reds, they called them Red Stockings fans in the 60s yes. and 70s and really enjoyed the big Red Machine in 76, especially with one of the greatest teams ever to be field. Uh, But there's some entrepreneurial lessons in cards. You know, I use to teach my own children the collectibles that I have and especially trading cards to teach about entrepreneurship uh, and perceived value and bottom line. What are some of the key takeaways or one of the key takeaways, if you want, mind, in the entrepreneurial perspective? Because obviously you're a very successful business person, a great entrepreneur. Uh, I imagine there must have been some lessons that you've taken with you from your early days of trading cards that you still maybe even utilize today as a business person or an entrepreneur. Well, of course,
1: in in, in any world of collectibles, uh, collectibles. both scarcity of, of the collectible and, and quality of the collectible are elements. So I, the, the book that you refer to is, is all cards that are uh, highly graded, in the case of many of them, um, one of a kind at that grade level. And, and that drives value, uh, not only the player who, who, who he may have been, how great of a player he was, uh, uh, how uh, there are a few, like Nolan Ryan, even even uh, in the Nolan Ryan setting, uh, he was a rookie in 1968 or 69, and there is only one Jim Mint 10 card of Nolan, and I'm fortunate to own it. And so a model of my collecting in terms of looking at how do you build value is you know, find the very best, and find things that are rare. And if you can find a great player and one of, you're, you're to something and value is, is contained therein. And then the market itself, of course, the the recent years have been the rising tide lift all boats market, you know, where all cards almost across the entirety of, 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 of all cards have increased in value. Of course, those that are the more unique, the more famous, the more rare have increased at a greater rate than the more average card, if you will. So the model of investing in anything is, you know, quality and scarcity, both.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> I played that game. I was uh, after I left Lee Steinberg business partners with Warren Moon, and I probably have 10,000 Warren Moon cards in mis- <laughs> mint condition. And, you know, obviously Warren carries that spirit of excellence that's reflected from a lot of the most valuable cards but unfortunately he was so popular during the time that football cards were so popular. They just printed too many of Warren moon. So we yeah. uh, don't have the same value, uh, especially in the eighties with the uh, tops and others, as you know, um, last question, you obviously have a lot of, you know, big partners in all types of sports. Um, but everyone in your organization really is like-minded when it comes to giving back. And it historically uh. has been true of, you know, uh, my friends Dale Jensen and and others that that are there in Arizona uh, that you know, and it's a a real tradition that I uh, am very enthusiastic about, but you really lead the way when it comes to your foundation and the mission, not just for you, but all your partners as well. You know, what type of impact um, are you having, the larger impact uh, for so many years, having such a primary focus on giving back uh, to the community?
1: Well, thanks for, the, uh, thanks for the compliment on our giving back. As it happens, uh, we're talking uh, today, just two days after we had our uh, annual evening on the diamond uh, charity uh, event, uh, you know, a dinner and an auction. And uh, on Saturday night, we were able to raise uh, nearly three and a half million dollars for our foundation. And that's an extraordinary amount for, for an evening like that one. But our whole foundation is a centerpiece to the, to the Diamondback organization, the, the phrase we use, D-backs give back. And we have worked very hard at making that a part of our culture with all of our uh, employees being engaged in giving back, all of our players and, and, and coaches. Um, you know, on Saturday night when we were uh, raising money, you, you know, you, you, you couldn't help if you were me, but have a smile on your face when you see the paddle raise and a ball player giving to a, a very worthy cause and the manager of the team giving and, and, and then those uh, at the more high end of the pecking order, buying pricey trips uh, that uh, they're going to enjoy going on, but, but uh, you know, benefiting charity from doing so. So we have fun doing it. Uh, it it's a core part of of our organization and it is really uh, a centerpiece of who we want to be because I think a sports franchise is and we all say this but you need to live what you say and that is you know we're, we're a community asset and 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 we need to recognize that and need to embrace that and need to use that platform that we're lucky to have to embrace the community in ways that you know our economic uh, opportunity provides for us
0: well you have provided just like jackie robinson and honus wagner an iconic journey in three areas that i think so important in entrepreneurship as you encompass someone that when people ask me who do i look up to and as an entrepreneur and although i think now the world's changed so much not only with baseball cards ken I think my most valuable and I, you know, ran a a pretty notable sports agency with Lee. So I have some really valuable stuff, including Clemente, but I have a poster of a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, his first book, number one of 500, uh, of crushing it. And someone offered me a million dollars for my signed poster. And I said, "What, what world is someone offering me more money, uh, for the Gary Vaynerchuk poster than a Tony Gwynn. He made 394 bats when he batted 394 and I have number one of that bat. And someone offered me more for a Gary Vaynerchuk poster. But nonetheless, you uh, are definitely an iconic leader for young entrepreneurs to look up to of how to do three things. One, how to make a lot of money to live in abundance. But two, how to help a lot of people with what we make. And of course, something you and I both share, how to have a lot of fun uh, by doing that, by making money and helping people, and you certainly exemplify that. And I am just so honored that you shared your wisdom here uh, with me, Ken. Thank you for joining me. Well,
1: thank, thanks, sir. Thanks for the opportunity. I, I, I should, you know, you, 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 of course, mentioned earlier, and I, I'd like to just add my uh, one thought that I think something we could all uh, think about and should think about is one of the most famous things that that our uh, legendary uh, uh, player Jackie Robinson said, and his most famous of all his quotes, and he had a number of very important things that he, he had to say through his life. But, but I think the most significant thing he ever said, and I have it in my head and don't ever uh, forget it, and that is, uh, he said, none of our lives are important other than in the impact that we have on the lives of others and think about that what and that's mentioned? what you would want us uh, that's what i would want to do is have a positive impact on the lives of others and to the degree that you can do that you can feel good about your life
0: that is beautiful and my favorite quote goes alongside with that is be kind to your future self and do good deeds ken kendrick continually does good deeds to help his community and so many others Managing Director, Partner of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Thank you so much for joining me here on The Playbook.
1: It's great to great to talk with you.
0: Thank you. We'll have you back on more shows. Thanks, Ken.